Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. My son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ears to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart. Matthew chapter 7, verse 24, and Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Bridge Radio. And we are coming at you from the great state of Texas. Texas. I am your host, A.W. Varilla, and in front of me is my co-host, Joey the Sidekick Velasquez. Yo, what's up? <laughs> uh, and today, the president of this ministry, from this ministry, not the ministry, uh, he is out today, so Steve will be uh, just uh, hanging back, uh, taking care of things on the other side, uh, while today we are just uh, Joey and I. Yep. Uh, so, Joey, man, what's going on? Talk to me. What's uh, what's new? Uh, how's uh, how's life? Everything's great. I'm excited to get things done today, mm. and I love the weather that we're having finally in Laredo. Yeah. It's usually always hot or extremely cold, and today's like a perfect balance. Yeah, I think if somebody was, uh, for our listeners, uh, this whole coronavirus thing has been just absolutely dri- driving people crazy, and somebody... Uh, somebody had just told me, and I think it's our sound engineer told me that, oh man, it's uh, it's hot here, so the corona, the coronavirus just can't survive. Yeah. So he's shaking his head. No, it wasn't him. But <laughs> actually, I think that was me. It was that you? Yeah, it was oh, me. Okay. Well, why didn't you correct me, man? I like sound like an idiot. But... That's why I need it. I need it. A... <laughs> need to oh man, yeah. So uh, um, yeah, I was uh, Joey. Uh, can you just tell a little bit about what's been going on with your Bible study group on Tuesday nights? That's been pretty exciting to yeah. see what, uh, what's happening there. Yeah, it's been really cool. So on Tuesday nights, I'm actually hosting a study called Basics of the Christian Life. Mm. It's actually a series based on Ligonier.org or .com. I forgot, <laughs> but it's on Ligonier and we're just kind of going back to the basics of what it means to be a Christian. How do you become a Christian? What is uh, the means of grace, which is a the word of god and prayer and so it's been really great seeing new people come in and actually go back to their christian roots yeah no it's it's really cool it's it's been good and you've been doing a great job all right for our listeners uh please don't forget to subscribe to bridge radio we are on apple android google and stitcher radio and again guys thank you for tuning in today today we have uh Jordan Riggle from Reform Audiobooks coming on today, and uh, I'm not going to say too much about it, so he can go ahead and explain what this is all about, and yeah, so why don't we get this podcast started? Let's do it. Let's do it. Jordan Riggle runs the audiobook website, jordanriggle.com, where busy Christians can still dig into classic theology like John Calvin and Jeremiah Burroughs. Before that, he was a social science working on congressional projects. He's a sinner saved by grace with an amazing wife with three energetic children. Welcome, Jordan Riggle, to Bridge Radio for the first time. I'm super excited to be here. Well, you know, we're super excited to have you on. Um, we were we were on your website, and you're just like, we, we have this awesome picture of you with this <laughs> awesome beard. I don't know if you still have it on the website <laughs> and uh and and we we're just like man this guy is reformed yeah. <laughs> we were just like and then joy what were you saying i was i was like all you're missing are the tat sleeves <laughs> the, <laughs> the tattoos yes yeah, yes no unfortunately i'm deathly afraid of needles so i don't know if i would ever ever get a tattoo but yeah i would definitely 
considerate to <laughs> no. round out my image. Yeah, no, we, you, you, you and, and it looks like you play the part real well. But uh, um, so, uh, Jordan, uh, can you just share with our listeners a little bit about yourself and how God drew you to Saving Faith? Yeah, sure. Uh, so <clears throat> I am 29 years old. Uh, so still kind of a young guy. Um, uh, got a family, a wife, three kids. Um, let's see. And that kind of the most important thing about me is that uh, Christ did save me. Yeah. Um, so and how he did that. I made a profession of faith when I was six. Mm-hmm. Uh, my parents were amazing, uh, godly people. My mother has since gone to be with Christ, uh, but my father mm-hmm. is a pastor. Mm. Um, and, and they raised us in the the discipline and knowledge of the Lord. Mm. Um, I made a profession when I was six, got baptized when I was 13. However, um, I believe it was a false profession. Um, I went through high school, uh, kind of under my parents' tutelage, got out of my parents' house and just said, I am done with Christianity. Um, I'm done with my family. I'm done with everything that has to do with Christ. And I literally walked away from, from my family. Um, I got married, uh, went my own way. I was like Solomon, you know, I said, whatever I want, I'm going to have it. Mm. Had affairs, was a horrible husband, walked out on my wife, um, and just did my own thing. I lived however I wanted. Um, then I met my now current wife. Uh, I know divorce is a touchy subject in some reform circles. Yeah. So if you are listening with it, uh, if you are listening, please have grace. Yeah. Right. Um, but I met my now current wife, um, and got married. We were going to have our first son and she said, all right, we're going to have a a child. We've got to get into church. And Mm. I said, I don't want to go to church. Like I have no desire to be in church. I have no desire for God. Like I have zero inclination to go to church. And she said, uh, we're going to church. So, uh, went to church and it was the kind of, kind of church where the pastor bought his sermons online and would like <laughs> plug and chug his own illustrations. Right. Oh, um, boy. and so I'm sitting here in this pew, right. And my father is an amazing, um, exegete of the scripture. So hermeneutics was kind of like bred into me with my mother's milk. Um, so I'm sitting there listening to this pastor and I started to get angry and I would, uh, point out to my wife, like, I don't even believe this stuff. And I can tell he's completely wrong. Right. Like, like this guy is totally full of it. And so I started reading scripture outside of church to prove to my wife that the pastor was wrong and to like kind of make fun of him. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, after a couple months, I realized I was reading scripture because it was interesting. And then all of a sudden I found out I was reading scripture because I was actually falling in love with it. Hmm. And so I was saved sometime around 20, between 24 and 25. I don't have an exact date, Hmm. but there was a change in my heart where the God that I once hated and mm. would refuse to submit to, I now fell in love with and said, I want to hear what you have to say. Wow. And he completely changed my life. I mean, from the ground floor up. 
Wow. Uh, he went in and did a lot of demolition. Uh, the first year of my salvation was very much him getting rid of sins through his Holy Spirit that have no business being in the life of a Christian, right? Yeah. Um, so I'm, you know, f- five years a Christian now um, and, and very much appreciative and thankful that uh, he did not leave me in that horrifying state uh, before, before he called me to himself. David says in the Psalms, right before, um, you know, I was like a beast before you yeah. um, in my ignorance. Um, or was it Asaph? I think it might have been Asaph. I think it's Asaph. Psalm 73, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, so that's Asaph, that right? Asaph, yeah. So in our ignorance, we're like just literally almost like dumb beasts before God. Um, and so when he calls somebody out of that state, it's just an incredibly momentous and, and beautiful beautiful thing wow that yeah i mean you just listening to you right now jordan it's just uh uh (laughs) reminded me a little bit of just my life uh i grew up in the church my parents were christian uh i was not saved um even though i was being poured in truth uh every day i went to a christian school um and i was just as lost as lost can be uh and god drew me uh, and, and our listeners have heard, heard my testimony before, um, but God drew me uh, to himself in Chicago, in my Chicago apartment that I live by myself in downtown Chicago and broke me down one day. And my life was just absolutely wicked as wicked can be. And you can imagine just all the stuff that is available to you in a big city like Chicago. So and and then, yeah, just God transformed my whole life and then ended up. Uh, me, I ended up meeting my wife, and then, and then, uh, four years ago, uh, we moved down here to the Texas area, and and now I'm doing podcasts with Joey and our 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 old host before Julio, who brought me on, and and just serving God's sovereign purpose for His glory, and it's amazing how He does that, and just the transformation that that happens when God gets a hold of you through the Spirit and through 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 our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Yeah. Amen. So, uh, Jordan, so, okay. So you, God saves you. And now what, what led you to start reformed audiobooks? Well, um, there was, there was kind of several impetuses, um, several driving forces really behind it. One, um, I just want to read these books. Mm. Um, you know, I'm reading things like John Calvin, uh, I just finished up Jeremiah Burroughs, uh, The Rare Jewel of Christian Contentment, which was incredible. And and so a lot of the books that I narrate are books that I just personally want to read. Mm. Um, I figured out maybe a year ago that audiobooks are just a great option for trying to gain breadth over the whole of Christian uh, history, kind of mm. the history of theological writing Mm. it's a great way to gain breadth right um rather than really going deep into i prefer going deep into a physical book right so when i sit down i have my pencil in my hand i can really ask questions and dig into a book but when i'm driving i throw on an audiobook and it lets me gallop through uh books that otherwise might take you know weeks or months 
Um, so that is my personal impetus. Um, and then I just see a lot of folks online. I mean, a lot of reformed, um, Calvinist Facebook groups. Mm. I have a lot of Facebook friends where instead of reading John Calvin, they listen to a podcast of four guys talking about reading John Calvin. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And they think that's a good substitute for meeting one of the greatest thinkers, one of the most powerful feelers, right? Mm, yeah. Um, John Calvin was an amazing, like his, his spiritual affection towards God was incredible, right? Um, the grace of God really gripped him. And so rather than encountering that man in his own writings, they kind of like filter it um, through podcasts or blogs or um, they never really get out of the modern era. They only read John MacArthur or yeah. R.C. Sproul or John Piper, um, which are great guys, right? Like yeah. John Piper introduced me, like he was my gateway drug to reform theology, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> like, like from John Piper straight to Jonathan Edwards and just right into the whole, the whole kit and caboodle for me. I, I, um, I, just, and, and, just, yeah, go ahead. Uh, just just real quick, uh, sorry to uh, just interrupt you here. Uh, I just do find that amazing what you just say there because uh, we're so really quick. Even the critics of John Calvin uh, won't read Calvin. They'll just hear yeah. it from somebody else. Yeah. And, and, and it's these, a big book, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you look at the institutes and, yeah, that's that's pretty – that's a lot, you know. And yeah. it's a, it, it is amazing even because I know that – Right now, there's been this kind of effort to uh, just attack Calvinists, uh, John Calvin, and just reform theology, and and yeah, and they actually never picked up a Calvin, uh, John Calvin book or read anything about him. They've just heard it from somebody else, and and that just becomes truth when you're just like, oh yeah, that's not it, you know? Yeah, um, and that that kind of gets, um. There, there's a lot of reluctance mm. to read primary sources, yeah. right, in our modern age, yeah. which is a huge bugaboo for me. Like, I, I really dislike this. Um, if you haven't read the primary sources and you cannot restate an argument to where the person who subscribes to that argument would say, yes, that is what I believe – you have no business like arguing, right? Don't pick a dog in the fight. Just say, I'm not quite sure right now. Let me do more research. Um, and, and I, I read a lot of secular blogs. One I really like is called, uh, less wrong as in, I want to think less wrong. Mm. And they have a rule called iron manning, uh, which is the opposite of a straw man. A straw man is where you purposely make, uh, your opponent's argument weaker than it is so that you can like bash on it. Right. Yeah. And the iron manning is you make your opponent's argument so well that even he looks at it and says, wow, that's a better argument than I made. Right. Like yeah. make your opponent's argument as strong as possible. And then when you prove it wrong, you've gained credibility. Right. Yeah. But a lot of people 
bloggers, podcasters, the Twitterati. It's um, Twitterati. The reformed Twitterati. They're a thing, right? Like they go after people. They they do. Yeah, (laughs) they do. I, just real quick, I, I can't think about uh, I can't help think about Dr. James White uh, and just how he's always addressing stuff on the dividing line. He's been on the show several times here and, and he's always dealing with this because he's he's always breaking down people arguments and taking them back to the source and even how their arguments where they're getting their sources from. And he's like, no, this person, this is what they're saying and what you're doing is just strong, strawming everything. So, yeah, I find that hilarious. Yeah, precisely. Um, and so, you know, when, when, when people, when the best people are reading are only modern authors, right? They're, they're only reading the Pipers, the Sprouls, the MacArthur's, um, you know, the Ligonier, that sort of thing. Um, C.S. Lewis, uh, in his introduction to Athanasius's on the incarnation says, um, you know, every age has its own outlook, mm-hmm. right? It's particularly prone to making certain mistakes and it's particularly prone to emphasizing certain truths right so to get a a balanced theological view right um we need to exit our own age Mm. and um either go read the books of the past or read the books of the future Mm. but since we can't get at the books of the future right we're kind of stuck with the past yeah um and and you know rc sproul and Rob Bell share <laughs> certain fundamental assumptions that mm. even they don't realize they share, right? Mm. So to correct that, we need people like Jonathan Edwards, um, um, Turretin, um, um, you know, Athanasius, Augustine. We need people that are going to great on our modern sensibilities because they're not approaching God, theology, wisdom from exactly the same angle that we're used to. Right. Yeah. Um, which is one of the things, you know, one of the reasons why I started reformed audiobooks because I want to get these books in a format that is easy for people to absorb. Mm-hmm. Um, Jordan Peterson made an interesting comment. Uh, I think when he was talking with Joe Rogan, um, one of the four episodes, right? He's done like a bajillion episodes with Joe Rogan, Mm. but he says audio lets people who either don't have the time to sit down and read a long, deep book. Yeah. They don't have the time or the inclination, right? Some people are just not inclined to where the first thing they want to do is examine foundational truths. God made them that way that's okay. They need a certain amount of it, but their personality is given to them by God. Right. Yeah. So they may not have the time or the inclination, or they may not have the ability, um, uh, physical or mental or otherwise to literally, you know, scan printed letters on a page. So audio has exploded with podcasts and, you know, you guys are a part of that podcasts, YouTube, yeah. um, all of that is in thanks to uh, a resurgence in audio or oral, the oral tradition. And I don't know, uh, on ep- uh, so on episode 107 for our podcast, we had uh, Joel and Troy with uh, Revive Thoughts. 
and they're actually bringing old sermons and reading them off. I don't know if you've heard of those guys. And uh, we brought them on and they're taking old sermons and reading them and recording them in different voices and just bringing back those old rich sermons back to life for this generation, for this time. And, and, and just a real quick question is, why do you think that's happening? This, this whole, like, just coming, bringing back some of that just rich old sermons, theology, books, and, and authors, I, I don't know. Um, I mean, every social phenomenon probably has multiple things going on, right? And okay. we can talk about, you know, what maybe those multiple um, um, nexus points are. Okay. Um, but when you get people that truly love God, right, um, truly want to know him, truly want to dig into um, what God has said, uh, who he is, how it affects our lives. Um, there is always going to be a desire to, to know what the great minds throughout history have said, right? When we have access to great minds, um, and men who thought and felt deeply about God, uh, that will resonate, right? And so these old sermons that these guys are doing, the audiobooks I'm producing, um, there, there's a hunger, right, to know about God, yeah. and 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 obviously there's more things going on. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's just cool kind of to, to dig into the past. Now yeah. we're seeing a resurgence in church history, Yes. kind of a swing, a backlash from evangelical big box churches to mm -hmm. more of like a confessional, like let's get back to our roots. What do the creeds and confessions have to say? Um, you know, smart is sexy again. Uh, <laughs> so the smart guys are making a resurgence, right? Yeah. So there's a lot of things going on. Um, but God, I think sanctifies his people, um, primarily through scripture, right? Yeah, absolutely. If you have not read scripture today, turn off this podcast if you're listening, <laughs> right? And go read scripture. That's right. Because it is, it will sanctify you more than listening to a podcast, than reading John Calvin podcasts, audiobooks, uh, theology books. They're all supplements, right? Yes. Scripture is the main course. Um, but that being said, the great thinkers of the past are a huge grace that God has given to his people to sanctify them mm. in their thinking and in their emotions. Um, and he does that primarily because we're made in his image, right? We are, um, made in the Imago Dei. And, and that has, well, when I read uh, Genesis, the first several chapters, I believe the Mago Dei is primarily the thrust of the passages, we rule and have dominion over the earth, right? Yeah. But under that is the assumption that we are, we reflect in certain ways, the Trinitarian nature of God. So when I talk about thinking or, or reading or feeling, um, it's all rooted in the Trinity, right? Um, 
if you're if you want to think well, if you want to feel well after God, um, it's it's rooted in the way the Trinity is composed. I'm not a Trinitarian scholar. I did not go to seminary. Uh, so if some of you PhDs are out there listening and I use a wrong word or something, uh, please be gracious because I am totally autodidactic, right? <laughs> when it comes to these things, and especially when you're talking about the Trinity, you can get into a lot of like trouble. Yeah, <laughs> and even though careful. you have the best intentions <laughs> in the world, uh, you you can say something heretical without without knowing it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but Jonathan Edwards, his concept of the Trinity really undergirds the way I think about thinking, the way I think about reading, um, and audiobooks are a part of reading for me. So to really fast walk that through, Jonathan Edwards, highly philosophical dude, um, postulated that God the Father is uh, the prime unoriginated, I think he, he uh, said it, prime unoriginated substance of God. The Father understands himself so thoroughly and so well with exactness that that understanding, his Im the image of how he understands himself is so strong that mm. it becomes literally the second person of the Trinity, right? Yeah. The Son. And then the love that flows between the second person of the Trinity and the first, the love is so strong that he becomes the third person of the Trinity, right? The Holy Spirit. Um, so when we talk about thinking and feeling in the Christian life, right? God's understanding of himself in the second person of the Trinity and the love between them, right? The emotions um, has to undergird how we understand thinking and feeling. Yeah. Um, and because it's uh, in, in salvation, we see, we see that, uh, uh, the, the Trinity involved. Uh, I mean, we can just look at, you know, John six, uh, verses 37, all that the father gives me, you go into John 17, uh, you know, the father gives to the son, the son dies for, for those who have chosen. And, you know, it, it, it's in, in, in the, the spirit keeps it sanctifies and, you know, so on and so forth. Yeah. And, uh, again, this is not a podcast about a Trinity, but we see what that is involved, you know? And, uh, and now going back, going back to the audiobooks. um, actually wanted to ask, can you actually share some of your favorite audiobooks that are in the library? Yeah, sure. So my, I always joke, my favorite is the one I just finished, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, so I just finished reading The Rare Jewel of Christian Contentment by Jeremiah Burroughs. Knocked the socks off me. Um, he writes in the first chapter that contentment is, I believe it's the heart and soul of all practical divinity, right? So when, when we're talking about sanctification in practical terms, contentment is the sum and total of it, right? How to be content um, when God either denies our, our wishes or when we look around and say, you know, God, you said you would be working, but you're not. I don't mm. see you anywhere, right? Um, which primarily is where uh, our, our sin nature then kicks into gear, right? So we're being sanctified, 
And it's kind of like Habakkuk, right? Habakkuk looked around and said, God, your law is dead. Yeah. You're doing nothing. Sinners are winning. Yeah. And God comes back and says, no, I am doing something. I'm raising up another country. It's yeah. going to take over Israel. Yeah. And then Habakkuk says, God, I don't like your plan. I think it's <laughs> dumb. Yeah. Um, and that's really the, the two sinful um, impetuses for, for our sin nature, right? Yeah. God, you're not doing anything, and I want you to do something. God, I don't like what you're doing. And both of those are resolved in sanctified contentment, right? Mm. Um, humility before God, coming under, bowing the knee, and saying, um, God, you know best. I am not the master of my own fate, the captain of my soul. I exist to serve yeah. you, right? Yeah. Um, and so His I picked... Exactly. We're slaves. Paul says it over and over, right? Bond servant of Christ Jesus, yeah, slave of Christ Jesus. Um, the do loss for Christ. And I picked it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry, I had to throw um, some Greek in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I picked it because I was going through a situation, well, I am in a situation in my life where uh, I look around and I say, God, I don't, I don't like this. Mm. Right. I don't, I want out. Um, uh, what are you doing here, God? And I had always heard of the rare jewel of Christian contentment. It kind of has like a cult following in reformed circles. And so I was like, all right, I'll, I'll give it a shot. I'll narrate it. Um, maybe God will teach me something. And he basically like picked me up by the shirt front and shoved me up against a wall and was like, all right, here, you know, I'm doing something in your life. Mm. Um, it it was quite a marvelous book to narrate. Well, there you, there you go. You got to pick up that book, The Rare Jewel on Christian Contentment by Jeremiah <laughs> Burroughs. So, uh, wow. I mean, you you just explaining that book and reading through that book, just like, I'm like, uh, I need to go through that book now. I, I, have a, I have a quick question. Do you read a full book before you do the audio book, or do you, like, do read it as you're recording the audio? Um, so what I tend to do is I kind of read through the first chapter because every author kind of has his or her own style. Mm. Um, and I'm kind of just kind of getting the flavor of the author. And then after I do the first chapter research, um, then I like to keep it fresh and surprising and not kind of become a slave to, um, my pre imagined way mm. of reading this. Because uh, a lot of times emphases on certain words and such will just pop up in the spur of the moment, yeah. and I roll with it. Hmm. Yeah, no, that's uh, pretty pre pretty cool. You know, uh, just going back to these guys, Tro uh, Joel and Troy, that I was on, they're always looking for people to read their old sermons. I should put you in contact with those guys. Yeah. Because uh, they, yeah. they, they need people just to read these old sermons. I think that they would be, it would be something that you guys uh, get introduced together just because uh, what you guys are doing. Um, now, Jordan, as and we, we live in this fast-paced world, and you touched on it a little bit. How can just reform audiobooks impact someone's life? Um, I know that we're just running around. We, we are, we're always saying we don't have time for anything. How can, how can your website and downloading these great reform books help somebody out in just their daily life? And Yeah. Right. Yeah. So reading is a, um, 
a monotrack activity, right? Reading a physical book is a monotrack activity. You cannot drive and read at the same time. I highly suggest you do not, right? Unless you have um, a Tesla. <laughs> um, right? Yeah. Until, if you have a self-driving car, uh, you can read and drive at the same time. But for the rest of us peons yeah. out here, without hundreds of thousands of dollars to drop, um, um, reading is, is, is a singular activity. You have yeah. to sit down purposefully and dedicate your time, right? And when you dedicate your time, you're taking time away from something else. So you're taking time away from, you know, when I read, my wife is constantly asking me questions. My kids are like hanging off my shoulders, right? Unless I'm able to escape and, and get out to the cigar lounge or something like that. I have a million distractions. <laughs> um, audiobooks <clears throat> let me um, double track. So I can be driving and listening to an audiobook at the same time. Uh, I can be washing dishes and listening to an audiobook at the same time. Um, I work out. So when I work out and I'm doing, you know, my, my cardio, I walk like 30 minutes a day for cardio. Mm. I throw on an audiobook, right? When I can't actually hold a physical book, um, the audiobook allows me to to still be learning, still be absorbing, still be pondering thoughts about God and his word in a very deliberate way. And so you mentioned a fast paced world, right? Mm. So if you're going to sit down and we touched on this earlier, right? Yeah, John yeah. Calvin's institutes is a big book. <laughs> if you sit down, I think it took me and a couple guys in our church, like six months to read it. Right. Oh, and that wow. was fast. Wow. So, if it's going to take you a year, I read very, very quickly. Mm. If it takes you a year, year and a half to sit down a focused, deliberate attention on John Calvin's Institutes. But if you listen to it on audiobook, 30, you know, you have a 20 minute commute there, 20 minute commute back to work, back to home from work. So you're listening 40 minutes a day. You can finish that puppy in about three months right? There you go. <laughs> so if you finish it in three months, what happens if you listen three months out of the year to John Calvin's institutes for 15 years, you are going to know the institutes backwards and forwards, right? Yeah. Compared to just sitting down once for a year, reading your way through it, marking it up and then forgetting most of it. Yeah. Right. Um, so it's a, it's a way to gain breadth and to read large swaths mm. of theology, deep theology. And two about books that you read before in the past, just doing the audio, just kind of refreshing a lot of that that you've read before. I think it's also really helpful, you know, yeah. book, books and you're just like, let me turn on the audio and just kind of, you know, refreshing everything because there, man, there's just a lot of amazing books. Right. And, um, and like you said earlier, we should be in the book in the Bible. Uh, again, you shouldn't be supplementing your Bible reading with just audio uh, books or YouTube or podcasts. You know, your primary source should be getting into the word and have these as secondary. But uh, I'm just as you're talking, I'm just thinking about just books that I've already read. It'd be nice just to download, listen to again, you know, especially when you're just traveling in your car. You're like, you know, just put that put the put that puppy on, like you said, and just knock it out, you know. 
you know what I'm actually guilty of? I actually read while driving once. You did? Yeah, I did. I had like my, I literally had my Bible in my hand and I was trying to read while driving. Okay, so you you're fired. Yeah. <laughs> no. So I, did, I don't do that anymore, of course. But that was a long time ago. For our listening audience, please do not do like Joey does. <laughs> please and disclaimer. Not, yes. Disclaimer. Just a disclaimer. Please. If you no. see me on the road, be careful. <laughs> so the question is, what book were you reading? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it was the Bible. I was looking for a scripture, and I don't know. Like I'd read lights. I'd get my Bible just to read something, and then it would turn green, and I'd be like, "I can do this." Oh man, Joey, that sounds that that's like something out of like a movie or something. That's just really wacky. But I mean, that's me. <laughs> no, well, yeah, no. We, we <laughs> I don't love, do that anymore. Yeah, we we love Joey. So he, I, I always give Joey a hard time, and I was like, "Bro, thank you for always just letting me give you a hard time." But I so, don't let him. He does it anyways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, yeah. No. Uh, that That is just uh, awesome. And um, so, you know, just going on your website, can you just uh, uh, just guide our our listeners and our audience? If first time they're going to your website, jordanriggleaudiobooks.com. Uh, can you just kind of, if we can just kind of na- navigate that a little bit, so just what to expect, you know, so that uh, we just are giving our listeners just a little just taste before they get onto your website to download these books? Yeah, sure. Um, so when you first log on, uh, there's an option, you know, if you want to get a free audio book, um, C.S. Lewis's um, introduction to On the Incarnation, where he talks about why we need to read old books. Mm. Uh, That's for free on there. Um, And then there's kind of an introduction about me, how it, how it, how this website got started, why I think audiobooks are important and their place in the Christian's life. And then on the audiobooks page, uh, you can click the download book, uh, the download button. Um, when you get all the way through, uh, there's two apps you need to download um, to give your phone. I call them superpowers. Uh, <laughs> your your phone won't automatically just open the the files because they're so big, right? If I had known how problematic the technology of audiobooks would have been, I don't know if I would have picked audiobooks to do, but here <laughs> I am. Uh, so they're free apps. You download them and basically it gives you the power of the audible app. And then after you download the two apps, you're just good to go. You can open any audiobook you want, uh, any audio file really. Um, so not just my audiobooks, but any, you know, any audio files you want to download on the internet. And I have a whole, you know, process to walk you through on how to use them because I know I'm not very techie. So uh, I make sure to cover my bases because sometimes people have trouble with apps like me. I do it all the time. (laughs) No, that is that is awesome. Um, You know, uh, I I think, Joey, we were just uh, just talking before and you were looking at the website and I was like, man, this is pretty cool. You know, like uh, just uh, I. I'm just really happy that we we had you on, and uh, Jordan, uh, this time went by really quickly. Um, yeah. I mean, you you're like, yeah, I've been on a podcast for two hours. I can see why. <laughs> I mean, that didn't even seem like well, almost 45, 40, 40 minutes, forty five minutes almost. And what we want to do with our guests 
before we let them go is that we all we always ask them to share the gospel and how should they believe in him who they've not heard and how shall they hear without without a preacher you know and that's one thing if uh, we let our and that's Romans uh, chapter uh, 10 14 but uh Jordan can you please uh, share the gospel to our worldwide audience I love this idea. This is so cool that you end the podcast every time with a presentation of the gospel. That's just awesome. <laughs> like, totally rad. Um, so the gospel is the good news. That's what gospel means, right? The amazing news that though you stand broken from God, um, you were originally created to love him and and serve him and he is what you were made for and you will never be happy with anything else hmm. um in the ultimate sense though you are broken in that way um through faith given by the holy spirit um the the active and passive obedience of jesus christ is death on the cross um, you get his righteousness. Um, he gets your punishment that you, you deserve to be separated from God forevermore. And through faith in Christ, you can come to know this God that we've been talking about this, this Trinitarian three persons in one, the most amazing, incredible being in the universe. You can now come and, and get to know hmm. and to fall in love with for the rest of your life until either Christ comes or Christ calls you home to glory and you never again have to worry about anything obstructing your relationship with him. It's the most incredible, life-altering, amazing thing you will ever hear in your life. Hmm. Um, the gospel is, is absolutely astounding. Yeah. Wow. Amen. Amen. So ladies and gentlemen, that is Jor Jordan Riggle. Uh, and please check him out at Jordan Riggle uh, reform Audiobooks. And Jordan, where can people find you on social media or contact you? Or if you want to be found, I don't know if you want to be found, but uh, <laughs> if you can just uh, share with our audience where to hunt you down, because uh, I think uh, people need to really, really check out your website. Yeah, so on my website, I put my uh, my personal email and I put my personal phone number. Um, I love texting, talking with people. Um if you're going to call me, I'm totally down with that. Uh, but if you're going to call me, maybe shoot me a text first and just kind of say, Hey, you know, my name is John and I want to talk to you about one of your books. And you know, that way I know who you are and you're not just calling me from this random number. Um, but I'm totally cool with that. I'm on Facebook. That's my primary social media. Just my name, Jordan Riggle. Um, add me as a friend. I love talking to people about theology, what God's doing in their lives, mm. how, what they're reading. It's awesome. I love it all. Wow. Yeah. And man, yeah, I, you know, we uh, are, this is a Christian bookstore and coffee shop here at uh, Bridge Ministry. 
and out of that Cambridge Radio, and we're just surrounded by books. So uh, I I get you when you just are around other brothers who are just like-minded and just want to talk theology, and man, how fun that is, you know, because we have one common denominator, and that's our Lord Jesus Christ, and just how exciting it is to see brothers that just talk about Christ and you know, Joey, we are always talking about that here in the ministry with other yeah. brothers, and it's always just a constant learning and just absolutely amazing. Jordan, thank you very much for coming on. We, I feel so blessed to meet you, for you coming on, and hopefully we can have you on again here in the near future for sure. That would be awesome. I have enjoyed every minute. Thank you, Jordan. <laughs> thank nice you, Jordan. Well, ladies and gentlemen, well, that concludes this week's episode uh, with uh, Jordan Riggle. Uh, what did you think? It was pretty cool. That uh, was pretty yeah. cool. So. Uh, uh, hopefully, uh, our listeners, uh, you guys can go out and uh, go visit Jordan Riggle's uh, website and browse around there, and you can just see these books. I mean, if you are a busy person, I think that this would be extremely helpful for um for you guys and uh again for our listeners uh, don't forget to follow us on facebook instagram and twitter and don't do what i did don't read while driving listen <laughs> to his audiobooks <laughs> yeah don't, That's, don't, don't do that it's a huge blessing to have that nowadays, yeah so and uh also our to our listeners we just want to say thank you again shout out to our listeners around the globe uh, and please for uh, last was it last week or the yeah well we're just kind of just ramping up our reminder uh, if the Lord is putting your heart to give uh, please anything that you give will help us out we are looking to get into a new facility uh, we are in a very very small facility right now and we are just bursting up uh, <clears throat> bursting out of our scene out of our that's it bursting from the seams that's what i was wanted to say Burst, bursting from the scene blah blah blah, blah. but uh <laughs> I'm, I'm having a hard time speaking today so uh if the lord does move you guys to give please give we'll take a penny anything uh it all helps uh this podcast is uh, put on because of you guys so uh hopefully we're able to raise some uh some donations to go into bigger f- facilities where we can have conference we can actually move into a bigger uh, podcast studio uh, so that we can start maybe doing some live uh, videos in the future in in a little and then in a in a in a a little bigger space if that makes any sense it'd be a huge blessing to laredo we need the gospel spread here and uh, bridge ministries has definitely helped do that it's been a huge blessing so we would appreciate any kind of help you guys can give to for us to be able to do what we do which is spread the gospel through this ministry yeah and we and, and again we bring on these um we bring in we're bringing in people to do conferences and deal with apologetics and you know that here on the podcast we deal with subjects from soteriology eschatology pneumatology all these great things and 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 yeah man we, we can't do this without you well ladies and gentlemen like always we end this program what is your only life what is your only comfort in life and in death that I am not my own, but belong body, soul, in life, and in death to my faithful Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Have a blessed week. Goodbye. Later.